0: What is up, everybody? Spring is in the air, and to celebrate that, we've got a, a, a 10-minute talk series on spring bears coming at you right now. I think we're going to do approximately three segments, so saddle up, listen, and we've got Ryan Lamper sitting across from us virtually right now, the spring bear master himself. He's hunted spring bears early. He's hunted spring bears late, multiple states. He knows a lot about these critters, so uh, let's just uh, jump right in because we only have 10 minutes-ish, Jim. So great, great uh, open
1: love the energy,
0: uh, dude. I'm jacked up. It's, it's morning. Awesome. I've had a lot of coffee. So Ryan, I think I think the first topic we're gonna tackle here, and it's a good one. Where do I find these damn
2: things? That is a good one. That's a that's a pretty common question getting asked a lot these days. There's there's so many new I think upcoming hunters that have seen this spring bear thing is uh, it's just kind of a, a way to to add to their season. You know, so I've noticed a lot of new. I don't know if it's recruitment but a lot of new guys coming into bear hunting so where to find them number one question I think and I have to preface this answer by first where I find them and where you know every state is a little bit different mm-hmm. so generally speaking I'm talking about these rocky mountain states the montanas the idaho I've spent a lot of time in Washington as well. That could be extremely different from guys that are chasing spring bears and in other states further south or whatever, or or east. So, uh, yeah, some of the key features that I'm looking for, as I've been doing a lot of e-scouting as of late, you know, bear hunting is a crud ton of fun. But it's also, you know, you could end up going back to the general area that you've hunted in the past. Problem is, hopefully you've already taken that old giant monster from the year before and you want to find another uh, area that's got another old crusty, you know, 10, 12 year old uh, mature boar in it. So you have to keep looking for new areas. So I've been spending a ton of time on Google Earth as of late. I'm just looking at areas, maybe five, 10 miles from where I've hunted in the past and and just, uh, you know, picking up features that I'm that I'm trying to, you know, that, that kind of jump out as to where I'm going to find an old mature bear. And, uh, and there's definitely in Montana, for example, you could drive roads, you could drive logging roads, and you could probably find some pretty good bears and see numbers. But when we're talking about specifically trying to locate older, mature boars, um, there's definitely some key features that I'm looking for. So number one, uh, I really focus my efforts on either a river drainage or a large creek basin type area deep cuts north slopes where it's real scrubby rocky you know you just got some of the most garbage country you'd never want to walk through type stuff bears will den in those type areas on the lower portion of those mountains uh, on those north slopes now they'll den on the south slopes as well at times but Uh, Three features that I'm looking for are more of an open southern slope, especially on the bottom quarter bottom half where it's going to green up and it's going to offer some nice salad for when they first come out of the den to kind of hop on that salad and start feeding Uh, river on the bottom or large creek and then that north slope that's just hellish looking that you just like I said you don't want to you don't want to spend too much time over there but you want to look into it. I've had really, really good luck uh right out of the gates, like when those bears first come off the dens, late April, first uh ish of May and the elevations that I'm hunting. And uh I've I've had really good luck looking at snow line both sides, but more northern slope. And those those bears tend to feed a little bit as they just come out of the den and they'll move over to that Southern slope. Now that changes obviously if they've bend on the South end or on the Southern side, but I'm looking for those features, like areas that have that open, that's going to get that sun. It's going to get the grass. The grass is going to, you know, glow. Uh, I, I say chartreuse a lot when I'm bear hunting, I'm like, I'm looking for that chartreuse. It's that like fluorescent green, uh, grass that's just kind of lures the bears in. And, uh, and I've had really good luck doing that.
0: Does that, but, does that uh, like that chartreuse, just like super bright grass, does that indicate like that super new growth as well?
2: Yeah, it does. You'll see that a lot in fresh burns. You'll see that a lot in like uh, beetle kill areas where it just seems like that grass isn't getting burnt off by the sun a lot of times. I love looking into beetle kills because there is like a fluorescent glow under there of that grass. It just gets this happy mix of sunshine and shade. So it's not too much of each and, uh, and you get really good growth under there. And I'll oftentimes find some really good bears in those old beetle kills, which here in the great state of Montana, we have a ton of beetle kill areas. And so, um, those are definitely areas that all kind of key into, uh, not necessarily early in the season, right out of the den, but later in the season, uh, you know, more later into May when those bears are starting to come into the rut uh beetle kills are a great place you know the sows are in there feeding the the boars are in there looking for the sows and and i've had really good luck with those type areas but some of the features that i'm looking for also when just scouting on a map is i'm looking for an area where i will be able to have a great vantage you know i'm trying to find that big perch that covers a crud ton of country i want to be able to glass miles and and cover a lot of it um you know bears aren't necessarily like they're not like deer and elk. They're not like super prolific. You're not finding like herds of bears. You're looking for maybe one in a specific Canyon, you know, it's, it's, it can be slim pickings, but, um, you just want to have that, that big perch where you can see literally miles. And, and then one of the, one of the funnest things is finding a bear and he may be two miles away and then it's just the, the race is on and you're, and you're cruising for that, for that bear. But, um, yeah, yeah those are kind of some of the key features that I'm looking for now, again, it varies. Uh, if I was say hunting North Idaho, uh, it's really hard to find those open Southern slopes yet. You'll find these little pocket parks amongst heavy, dark timber where that sun is hitting this little opening and you're getting the grass coming up. It's a little salad bowl. And those bears, they tend to be pretty easy to get because there's not a whole lot of feed that is offered. And so they'll tend to go back to those little, pocket parks and they'll continually go back and and they're pretty consistent and you'll see good numbers of bears amongst the you know the deep dark timber real thick north idaho type north montana type areas if you can find on the maps just those little openings that are amongst that dark timber uh that's been really successful for me over the years as well
0: Nice. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds like it's tricky to find those spots because there's less of them, but then it's going to focus those bears down in there. And when you do find it, definitely something to key in on.
1: Yeah. And if I can rewind you here just a bit, like we were talking earlier, you mentioned how you might go to one spot and have maybe success or see something and you see an older boar. And then the next year you would be looking for, It sounded like you said, a new spot, perhaps. Is that because like one general area, region geographical sort of plot it doesn't usually hold that many bears. Is it usually just one or two? And if and if an old one was on there and then it gets killed, does a does a new one, a new old boar not necessarily like move in? Are they not are they not really cruisers? Do they kind of just stick to one home home spot?
2: Yeah. So this is my opinion, but what I've noticed is once you take a really old mature boar out of say a uh, one area, especially early spring, it might take a few years, uh, a couple of few years before another old boar finds Mm. that spot and, and moves in. Sometimes those bears have held that area for multiple years and it's kind of been declared theirs. Whereas those younger middle, middle middle-aged bears, you know, they're cruising around a lot and they will settle in generally to a spot that an older bear has, has basically, uh, you know, taken refuge in for years. And they'll find it, but I'll give that some years before I go back in there and and try to take out another old, mature boar. But I'm really looking for those areas that they just don't get looked at much. They have that old saying that it's like where they grow old and die. Like they just don't get seen by hunters uh, much. Hard Hmm. to get to real rough, rugged, nasty country. Bears have a great opportunity at, at making it to that, you know, 8, 10, 11 plus year mark. And, uh, and those are the kind of the ones that we're going for year after year, but it's always fun just with bears. You know, it's always fun to keep looking and, and, uh, finding these areas, these secluded areas where, you know, you just, you just have that feeling like nobody's looking here. Nobody's probably looked in here for 10 years. And those tend to be the areas that you find the just giant bears. Now you can see a lot of bears out there, but you may have to look through 15, 20 of them before you find that that real old mature crusty
0: i can tell you once i'm on bear 15 i've actually probably already shot
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure
0: now ryan we've talked a little bit about you know that salad that early green up but like kind of what what types of uh vegetation are comprising i guess that you know you, you got that super bright green chartreuse grass that you're talking about but are there some are there some other food things to key in on there
2: yeah, it really varies. Um, you know, thinking back when I hunted Washington, a lot for spring bear, you know, wild onions was a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really had too much in the way of that here in Montana or Idaho, Balsa, balsam flowers. Uh, you've probably seen those there's a, they're the big like salad at the bottom with the nice, uh, yellow flowers at the top. Mm-hmm. Generally when those are popping, that means you're prime time for finding bears. Uh, I I take that for example, last year we had, we started off a little early. We started in, in kind of almost mid April. There was no green at all. We had, you know, about several days stacked up 70 degree weather. It was hot. Everything was moist and just growing like crazy though. And so those, those flowers started growing. And by week's end, we had these big, beautiful balsam flowers. And, uh, and during that trip, from start with nothing to end with just flowers all over the mountain. Those Southern slopes were just riddled with, with these flowers. And those bears love those things. You know, they chew the heck out of those, the leaves on those things. And, uh, that's always a great sign, but each in each area is, is a little bit different. You know, obviously places like the coast, Western Washington, you're finding more of the skunk cabbage and kind of low country type food sources. But, uh, the high country bears, uh, you know, if you have an area that's pretty riddled with wild onions, that's, that's a good area. They do like digging those up, uh, in May, but, uh, just looking for that really nice green lush salad, low on the Hill. One of the things that, that, uh, you know, those balsam flowers, they tend to start, you'll see them low on the Hill, on the Southern slopes, and they'll just continually climb to the top. Gotcha. And and those are just a great food source for them.
0: When you're uh, when you're glassing, like let's say you're, you know you're you're glassing areas that you're you're likely to see a bear. But are you are you able to pick up any sign, you know, that you're like, well, I'm not seeing a bear right now. Maybe I'm seeing some decent food that I that they may wanna, might want to might want to key in on. But like, are you looking for th- any things like stumps that are torn apart, or like, oh, that rock looks like it got flipped, or anything like that? That's gonna maybe lead you to be like, I don't see anything right now, but I'm gonna stick around here a little bit longer.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny. That's a good point. I think, uh, you know, I've, I've gone back to a lot of areas because I've seen rocks flipped like crazy when I've been deer hunting in the fall. Um, you know, if you're hunting big mountains, you know, even up, you know, six, 10,000 feet, uh, you'll find rocks flipped all over in these meadows, these just little pocket meadows or just these low ends of the, the upper ends of these basins. And, uh, that's always like a a sign. Like I will go back to those areas and I've done that multiple times where something is, something has keyed me into, there's probably a, a, you know, a bunch of bears in here or a couple of nice ones in these really secluded areas. And, uh, I look for that. I don't really look for a lot of stump type, just the area that I'm hunting. I don't see that a whole lot, Okay. but rocks flipped is a sure sign. Absolutely. And, and just hiking through meadows and kind of low, the low ends of those
1: basins. And you'll see a lot of that. Awesome. Very interesting. How about real quick, the weather? Yes. Before we forget. You were mentioning earlier, we were just, it was off air. We just came up in conversation, but you were mentioning how sometimes these big temperature fluctuations, I think it was where you go from like cold to real warm suddenly, if I'm recalling correctly, what was it that you, you'll you see all of a sudden the bears really start coming out? Oh yeah. So I think, you know,
2: I've been asked like, what's the perfect bear day? Like what's, what's yeah. the day that you hope for that you look for. And, you know, we see these conditions in the spring all the time where you'll have just this torrential downpour that comes through big, dark cloud rolls through. In my experience, bears don't typically like to get soaked. Um, they don't like to just hang out and they're not out feeding as much in those nasty, stormy, blustery, windy days they tend to hole up and just kind of tuck themselves away. But when that weather breaks and the sun comes out and the heat starts coming out, man, those are the days where it feels like you see every bear on the mountain in short order. And, uh, those are, those have been by far the best days when everything settles down and sun comes up and those bears are just out in the wide open feeding in those grasses and, and they just become very visible.
0: Man. That's
1: the perfect bear day.
0: It, I can picture it, Jim. Just a day <laughs> that's been a little bit cold, a little bit up and down, a little rainy, blustery, and then you hit, start hitting that little magic witching hour. Maybe, you know, maybe it's 4 or 5 p.m., something like that, and it breaks, and the sun comes out, and it's lighting up that south slope, and out mm. from just that cut, that timber-filled snarly cut with a
1: little bit of water in the bottom, out creeps a big old boar man you, you should narrate books <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot in common between those bears and us I tell you what if you found me you'd find me on the wild onions on a nice day after some crappy weather yeah exactly that's, that's exactly where i'd be so I'm just, gonna look, I'm just gonna look where i would go
0: you know it's funny you say that though but like i feel like that is like a good indicator you're like oh finally just a little bit comfortable and it's warming up and i feel good and you're like oh man i bet the bears are feeling this too <laughs> yeah
2: Excellent. absolutely well, well cool, love it
0: jim we're sub are we sub-20?
1: We did sub-20, so we did unbelievable. Good we're going to carry on, and like we said, this is kind of part of a series, spring bear series with Ryan Lamper. so uh, stay tuned, because we're going to have another one talking all about the yummy, delicious culinary treat that is bear meat, uh, here with Ryan next up. So, thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you on the next one.